Hey, good morning, family. It's great to see you. Merry Christmas. You doing good? Okay, that, that helps me know what I have to work with today. It's perfect about that level. Um, I've, I've decided, I, I decided uh, as we started thinking about this series, I was going to wear a, a Christmas sweater every week of the series. So here's, this is my um, one for today. Actually, if you would pray that I will wear one next week, that would really be helpful, and here's why. Because uh, my friend Chris, who leads worship here, is a San Diego Chargers fan. So we have this little bargain that whoever wins today, if, if San Diego happens to win, I'm going to have to wear San Diego gear next week. And uh, yeah, it, it's not going to be good. Yeah, and if, if, then if the Broncos win, Chris is going to have to wear Broncos gear next week as he leads. So um, anyway, be praying that I'm in a sweater next week. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying right now. It would be great. And that he's in a bright, the biggest, brightest orange Bronco jersey we could find. That's great. Uh, my name is Rick. I'm one of the pastors around here. And super thankful that you join us today. I, I say all the time, it's really important that we gather. And I think it's, it's, it's so good for me. I've been going through a difficult couple of weeks. My, uh, one of my best friends, maybe my best friend, um, passed away just unexpectedly a couple weeks ago. And uh, was in Orlando last week uh, with family and then in South Carolina doing uh, a funeral this last week. And there's actually a funeral Saturday as well at Devlin at four, if anybody, for Darren Ritchie, if anybody wants to join us there. Um, yeah, and it's great. I had a bunch of people in my life reach out and say, hey, do you want me to teach? Do you want me to teach? Do you want me to teach? And, and my response was just very, I was very thankful. But the reality is it's good for me to be here. Um, and uh, I love being with you guys and feel so supported when I'm here. So super thankful for you and, and excited for what God has for us today and what God will have for each of you individually. I think that there's a reason that, that he brought you here, whether, it's if, whether you've been here a thousand times where you just started coming, or maybe this is your very first time you've walked into this church or maybe any church. I'm just really thankful that you're here and excited for what God has for you. We're in this series called the Songs of Advent. We're walking through these Christmas carols, some, some kind of traditional Christmas carols. And our hope is that as, as we hear them over the next few weeks and maybe over the rest of our lives, there would be some a depth of meaning that would just jump out. Like, oh, it wouldn't just be a thoughtless carol that we would sing, but we'd go, oh, here's the words that we're singing. And, and more than just Christmas carols, that that would happen in our relationship with Jesus. So, so we'd learn some more about Christmas and about Jesus and about ourselves. That would, that would be transformative. And so today we're going to look at this Christmas carol called, O Come All You Faithful. O Come All You Faithful. Uh, let me read uh, the lyrics to you. And actually, we're going to sing it after I'm done. Um, I'm not Well, I'll sing it over there, not on the microphone. Uh, <laughs> it says, O come, all ye faithful, joyful, and triumphant. O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. And then repeats three times, O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Sing choirs of angels, sing in exultation. Sing, all ye citizens of heaven above, glory to God, glory in the highest. And then it goes, Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning, Jesus to thee, all glory given. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. And then it ends, O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. There's some yees in there, some good little old English yees in there. Um, just know that it used to be way worse than this. The song was worse, way older than this. The song was originally written in Latin. We should, probably shouldn't sing the Latin version. Nobody would know what they're talking about. And then translated into English uh, in the 1700s. Uh, 
and then became, became popular. And uh, it tells a story, really, a couple of different stories. The story of the shepherds coming to, to Bethlehem and also the, sh- the story of the wise men coming to Bethlehem. It's a kind of a compilation of those things. So we're going to look at those two stories today. And my hope is this, that, that we would begin to like live in maybe more of an amazement, that we would learn to live in the amazement of being invited into his story. What we're going to see is, is these shepherds. We're going to see these wise men that were just jaw-droppingly amazed that they got invited to the story of Jesus. And so let's learn today to live in the amazement of being invited into his story. I, we went as a family to, we can click that next slide there, Ev. We went to uh, Zoo Lights last Tuesday. Has anybody been to Zoo Lights? Pretty cool. So I went to Zoo Lights as a family, and I'm pushing around my uh, Juniper, my little 18, 19-month-old granddaughter, and my four-year-old grandson was there and just out of his mind excited. And so he's like, let's go, pop up, pop up, let's go, let's go. And I'm just like, I'm coming as fast as I can, pushing this little 18-month-old in this thing. But as I, as I saw him just so excited about what's next and what's coming, and oh my gosh, look at that, and oh my gosh, look at that, I was just reminded of this message and just thought, oh, what would it be like if that, was our, if that was our heart towards God? If there was just a depth of excitement and amazement that we got invited, it's like, let's go. Let's go see what he's doing next. Let's go be a part of what he's doing over here. I wonder, I wonder how he's going to answer that prayer if we would get caught up in that excitement. And that's my hope today, that as we, as we unpack this, that all of us, whether this is your first time in church ever or maybe in a long time or maybe, this, maybe you're an old pro at this, there, there would just be this sense of amazement that would come over you and your jaw would drop a little bit and your little kid eyes would open a little bit as we are invited in to this story. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray that, that God will uh, communicate that truth in such a way that would bring that amazement to us and then we're gonna open up God's word together. Jesus, thanks for your invitation to be here today. Thanks for gathering us. We could have been in a lot of places, but you brought us here. God, I'm aware of the weight uh, uh, that so many are carrying, weight of anxiousness and anxiety, weight of grief and loss, weight of just hesitancy and unknowingness, all kinds of different pressures, all kinds of different distractions and feels like it's just ramping up and ramping up and ramping up as we get towards the end of the year. But I ask to, that today in this moment that you just allow all of us to push pause a little bit on our minds and our hearts, that we would sense the sweetness of your spirit with, with us in this room, teaching us and challenging us, meeting us in our difficulty and walking with us there. Display your character in such a way that that all of us are amazed today. And we want that to to not just end today in this nice little service, but to be a part of our lives from here on out. Thanks, God. Amen. Um, How many of you guys are doing the, well, don't do that. Um, I didn't want to be ashamed. If you're doing the memory verse, will you stand up? No, that's not, we're not going to do that either. But I do encourage you um, to engage engage in these memory verses. Let me, some of you know this story. I was, it was 1988. I was moving from Denver to uh, Fort Worth, Texas to go to seminary. 
And uh, me and a friend, our, our two families were moving together. We had a 28-foot rider truck and a, like a 12-foot um, U-Haul trailer that we just stuffed with all of our stuff. And we had this 900-mile trip to go. I, uh, my family stayed here because my wife was in a wedding. And um, we're driving. I'm, I'm by myself. My friend is driving my car behind me. We get 870 miles into a 900-mile trip, and uh, the truck rolls and burns. Um, I was, I was driving, it was five in the morning, I poured coffee, spilled it on my lap, I took my shirt off to, wrap, to wipe my lap and then felt this and I looked up and I was off the road. Cranked the, the truck and it just completely flipped. Um, I didn't have my seatbelt on, I was laying on the ceiling, it's five in the morning, completely dark. Uh, I roll out, I come up and there's a little flame coming out of the bottom of the truck about this big, which the, is... The bottom of the truck is now the top of the truck, so it's like the grease-filled, you know, bottom of the truck. It's just, by the time I crossed the highway, it had all uh, caught, on, caught on fire, and it was like a scene from Die Hard. You know, so now the gas tanks that are usually down here are up here, just leaking gas onto, the, onto all of our stuff, and they explode, and, um, and I'll never forget this moment. Um, I, had, I had just reviewed some memory verses. There's this great verse in Philippians chapter 3. And the first thing that came to my, my mind as that truck exploded um, was this verse from Philippians chapter 3. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider a loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider all things a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I lost all things. And uh, the only reason God could use that verse to comfort me is because I had it in my mind. My Bible was, was burning in the cab of the truck. I couldn't, I couldn't go, wait, wait, wait. There's some verse that, I, that it's about this. I got to look it up. And so, man, I would just encourage you. Um, invest in, in God's word. And take it seriously. Because we use it in, in times if you have it. So today's memory verse, if you, got, if you didn't get a card when you came in, you should have gotten a card when you came in. If you didn't, you can maybe take a picture of this screen and just use it and just kind of look at it. Um, not when you're driving, but maybe those other times. Um, and here's the memory verse. It's from Luke chapter 2. When the angels had left them and gone to heaven, it's talking about the shepherds. The shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened. If you, do you see the excitement of the shepherds? They hear the truth about Jesus and they're invited. They're just saying, let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So take a couple of minutes and write that down on the card that uh, you have. You can go back and get cards if you want to grab one of those on the back. Um, I'm going to take some time to write mine. So I'll see you in just a couple minutes.
The great thing is scripture memory doesn't have to take any time in your life. Just put it in your back pocket when you're standing in line, when you're doing something else, pull it out. Think through it, walk through it, and allow God to, to sink that into your mind. You can keep writing if you're writing. If you're done, we turn your Bibles to actually this chapter, Luke chapter 2. If you don't have a Bible, grandma, that's right around you. We're actually going to go to two places today. Um, so Luke chapter 2. We're going to look at these two stories. We'll first look at the story of the shepherds from Luke chapter 2, and then we'll look at the story of the wise men. Um, if you don't have a Bible, I encourage you to take uh, one that's right there, and that'll be our Christmas gift to you. Um, just put your name in it, and uh, you can start reading for yourself the story of who Jesus is really. Um, I find that as people begin to engage in the story of Jesus in the Bible, it's, uh, there's usually lots of things that... that um, that come to them that they, that, oh, I didn't know that was true. I didn't know that was true. The, uh, it just brings Jesus to life. So uh, Luke chapter two, we're gonna look at verse eight. Um, this is after Mary gave birth to Jesus. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And then verse eight says this. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. The angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. And when they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what they'd been told them about this child. All, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up these, all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Now flip over uh, a couple of pages this way to Matthew chapter 2. It's uh, page 676. And we'll read the story of the wise men. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Judea, during the time of King Herod, the, uh, just so you know, when, when you read King Herod, it's like a, it should be like a melodrama. You should just say boo. He's one of the, he's one of the worst characters in all of history. Thank you. Uh, uh, so we'll go again. During the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where's the one who's born king of the Jews? We saw the star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. When King Herod, thank you, heard that he was disturbed, he heard that he was disturbed in all Jerusalem with him. That might be one of the biggest understatements of the Bible. Can you imagine being a king in a kingdom, and then all these, these wise men from the east come and say, hey, a new king was born. Can you show me where he's at? Like, he was disturbed, it says. <laughs> Freaking out, and all Jerusalem with him. 
When he called together the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law, and they asked him where the Messiah was to be born, in Bethlehem in Judea, they replied. For it's what the prophet has written, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, by no means are least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And Herod called the Magi secretly, thank you, to find out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so I too may go and worship him. Yeah, right. And after they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star... uh, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was, this miraculous leading. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasures, and they presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, thank you, there you go, that's the last time they returned. to their country by another route. Now we're going to take these two events that happened in the life, early life of Jesus and we're just going to talk about some of the things that will relate back to the song as we, as we look at it later. Um, one of the cool things I, I think about these stories is this invitation. What we have to remember in both of these stories, what, we have to, what the cool thing is, is to, to realize we are all, all of us are invited. We are all invited. This, this idea of, of uh, come, let us adore him, uh, this, this invitation to come is, is, a, is an all play. Um, if, you look at the, if you look at the shepherds, the shepherds were the lowest of the low in society. These shepherds could not go to the temple. They, they were ceremonially unclean and they could not worship in the temple. They've been told their whole careers that, that they're not good enough, that, that God cares nothing for them. And it's not a mistake that God chose to make his announcement, his invitation to go see Jesus to these people who have thought maybe their whole lives that they were outsiders. And then then look at these wise men. They're they're, um, probably, they're, they're pagan astrologer people from probably Persia that saw the signs of God in nature in such a way that drove them to find out who Jesus was. There's this, there's this great passage in Romans. Paul writes this in Romans 1.20. He just says this. Click. Next. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal nature and divine power, or his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that men, people are without excuse. It's, it's, this, it's this idea of natural revelation that is, as we see the sunrise, we go, that isn't an accident. That, that it draws us to know. And so you think about these people that are invited, these, these shepherds who have been outcast their whole lives, and these, these pagan astrologers who, who uh, were, were just seeking signs, they, they both were invited to come face to face with Jesus. And we are invited to, I, I don't want us to get sideways. That, the verse says, oh, come all ye faithful. And I would just say this, oh, come all ye faithful and ye unfaithful too. Come all ye faithful. Like it's, it's a reminder to those that have said yes to Jesus and have lived faithfully to come back and to remember that I, I want to come into the presence again, into the presence of God. But it's also this great, incredible invitation for everyone. 
for people who are doubting, for people who felt like they're outcasts their whole lives, for people who don't quite get it, for, for people who are seeking truth in all kinds of different places. The invitation is for all of us, all of us to come. And then they get there and, and something happens to both the shepherds and to the wise men. You know, you, you come to this, you're, you're told that there's going to be this baby and all of a sudden you go and there's this, this baby that's lying there. That, you know, it'd be one thing if there's the baby sitting there like cross-legged, like talking about the truth and this, the suffering of the universe, you know, and here's all the things. But this is, there's just this baby in a, in a manger and somehow what they saw in that, what they saw through, they saw God there. And they were changed. So as, as, so as we respond to the invitation and we come, all of us, let's behold him for ourselves. There's, there's, that great, there's a great word in the song. Uh, behold him. Behold him is this, the, the root of that is this, uh, the Latin root of it, since it's Latin, it comes from this idea of to hold on to. Isn't just looking, it's not just saying, come and look at how cool Jesus is. Or, or come and be amazed at the truth of who he is. It's, it, it's behold, it, mean, it means grab a hold of own this truth. Like, come and behold him, see the truth of him, hold on to the truth of him, make the truth of him a part of your life, and don't let it go. Come, let us, let's behold him. And I just, so I just started thinking about just even in these two short events, what, what do we behold about Jesus? What are the truths that we should hold on to about Jesus? What then is there to behold in just these two short stories? We can behold a God who is radically inclusive that, that opens an invitation for everyone. We can behold, we can hold on to a God who comes to us we can hold on to a God who comes to us in our everydayness. It's it great. The shepherds were just hanging out. It doesn't say, you know what, the shepherds, they were in this 24-hour praise and worship sesh, and uh, they, had, they did all this stuff, and they would made themselves holy. They would repented, and then God showed it. They were, just, they were just doing their job. We can behold, hold on to the truth of a God who meets us in our everydayness, who is our Savior. Who leads us generally? He led these um, led these wise men with this this general natural revelation, and also specifically when 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 they had left Jerusalem, there's this specific call that they had to follow that star, and and the shepherds the same way they were they had this specific call, and I love the fact that it says when when they got there, everything was as they as it said. We can behold a God who does what He says. And then the gifts of the king. <laughs> There's these, these great memes these days about uh, if it was three wise women instead of three wise men, the gifts would have been a little more practical, like uh, diapers, um, wine, maybe a meal. The, the women wouldn't have left without cleaning everything up, right? They probably would have been there on time. The, uh, the wise men came about two years later, they probably got lost and didn't want to ask for directions. They, women might have been there on time because they would have asked for directions. But I think as we look, the reason that these gifts are significant is because they, they, are, they are 
purposely telling a story about who God is. Gold, this, this gift fit for a king. Frankincense, this, this gift that's this incense that's offered to God. Like this, so the, she, the wise men are saying, it, this, this isn't just a baby, it's a, he's a king. And, and he's God. And then myrrh is this, this stuff that they use for embalming or, or for preparing bodies for burial. And it tells a story of the end of his life, the, the love that he pours out by, by choosing to die, the God who chooses to die, the king who chooses to lay down his crown. Behold him. And then our response, what's our response? What's the response of these guys? The response is worship. Our response is worship. And worship is simply to, to declare the worth of something. And, and all of us, every moment of every day, we worship. Every mo- I, and I, I, think about that. Every moment of every day, the question is not, are we going to worship? The question is, what are we worshiping? We are declaring worth. You, you're declaring worth right now by the way you're spending your time. You're here. You're, you're saying, this is worth it. Even, I, thought, I thought to myself, I'm like, even sleeping? Yeah. Sleeping is declaring worth to something. It's saying, I, this rest is worth exchanging my time for. We, the question isn't, are we going to worship? The question is, what is, that, what is it that we're going to worship? Are we going to worship God? So the practice this week, we've had these practices. The first practice was silence and solitude, and last week was laying down and saying, there's some things in my life, some weight I'm carrying that I need to lay down. And this week's practice is worship and invitation. And, and I love this song that says, oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Adore us, worship. Oh, let us worship. And it says that over and over and over. And what I've been struck with the last couple of weeks is this ongoing invitation to worship, like as 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 we as I walked to the store today, walked in the store today, I'm just thinking, oh come, let us. How am I declaring His worth as I'm in this store? How am I declaring His worth as by what I by what I spend my money on, what what I choose to buy at the store? How am I declaring His worth by how I treat this person that's that's helping me check out? Every moment of every day is an opportunity for us, and it's just this this constant reminder: oh come, let us adore Him. Oh come, let us adore Him, worshiping God. Is, is this act of rebellion against this kingdom of dirt that says everything else about him is important. This is important. This is important. This is important. An invitation. Both uh, the shepherds in particular come, they're just like, hey, I'll, I'll, let's go. And then as they left, they're like, I want, I want to tell you this. Invitation is, is a place, that, a way that we also uh, make God's, God's name known. We declare his worth by inviting people to be known, inviting people into relationship, inviting, inviting them to take the next step to, to be the, the women and men they, they were created to be. It's this great act of worship. So the band is going to come up and I'm going to read uh, the lyrics of this song and uh, we're going to sing it together. So it starts out, click that next one, would you? Oh, come all ye faithful, remember, and the unfaithful too. Joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him. And as, we sing, as we sing that phrase, just hold on to that idea of behold him. 
born the king of angels. angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. As we sing that, we just, we just be this constant reminder. God, every moment of every day, I want to I leverage towards making your name great, declaring your worth. Sing choirs of angels, it says. Sing in exultation is telling the story of the shepherds. Sing all you citizens of heaven above. So it's like this, it's like, hey, uh, the angels are singing, we should sing too. And then here's what we should sing. Glory to God, glory in the highest. That's what the angels sang. Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. There's this recognition of the presence of God. We greet you in this moment and in that moment and in that moment. Jesus, to thee be all glory given. Word of the Father now in flesh appearing. It's just a, a call back to uh, John 1.14 that we read last week, memorized last week. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Would you stand together and we'll pray before we sing. Jesus, thank you for the invitation to come. God, I pray for for people across this room who for them today is maybe the first time they've understood that invitation to life in you. That invitation for them to come for themselves and see for themselves who you are and the treasure that you are. And God, I pray for people on the other side who Maybe you've known that for a long time and your invitation for them is just once again, come and behold him. Drop your jaw. Hold on to the truth of who he is, the treasure of who he is. God, I pray that as we do that, as as we press into you, looking at the story, your story in the Bible, by getting involved in missional communities, by making this gathering a part of our lives, that you would jump off the page to us, that, that we wouldn't just learn informationally, but we would behold you. And God, then, then the natural response from that would just be that we declare your worth with our lives with the way that we spend our time and the way that we spend our money, the way that we leverage our assets and our talents. God, help me to live a life of worship and invitation. As I recognize this treasure of Jesus that I wouldn't, that we wouldn't keep it to ourselves. But give us a vision of what our friends would be like and our family members would be like, our classmates and coworkers would be like as they behold you as well. And help us to just, with an expectation and excitement, invite them into the story too. Thanks, God. Amen.